Welcome back to another episode of the Bush League Podcast. I'm your co-host. He is Zach Ashby. I'm Dalton Thompson. Welcome back. Zach, are we are we the curse? Is it our fault? I don't know. I, I is all of this pain and suffering, is it is it because of us? I don't know. I don't because you can draw a straight line correlation between <laughs> we started the podcast. Yeah, we but started the, the is- podcast this year, and the Cardinals decided they forgot how to play baseball. Yeah, but the thing is, they were spring training champions. We are spring training uh, champions. We did have a lot of players playing the World Baseball Classic, but man, you you wouldn't be able to tell with the way they're playing right now. Um, it's been it's been a tough. Tough week of fandom. Um, I they haven't won a game since the last time we recorded, so that tells you anything. We are in shambles as a podcast right now. Yes, yeah, not a lot to talk about. Um, I mean, I attended my first game this year on Wednesday. I uh, had left at like the seventh inning because I was like, "Oh, well, we're up," you know. Um, you know, it's time for me to go home. I, I did the same thing. Dude, I, was, I, I was also there. Some work to do. And I'm on the radio, listening on the radio. Back-to-back, need, was it Neto and Trout hit back-to-back bombs on the night? No, it was Jake Lamb who pinch hit for, for Zach Nito, and then Mike Trout hit a bomb right after it. But I was already, like, I was five minutes from home when that happened. I, I was like, you know... I could run this car off the road and end all pain and suffering, but that would do no good. Uh, even though it was pretty, it was pretty uh, enticing in the moment. It was, it was definitely one of those. Um, well, they just found another way to loss moment, you know. Yeah, you know, I that Gorman bomb in the first or second inning. I can't remember, but I was like, oh man, like we're about to give Shohei Otani his first loss. We take an early lead. Like, how ironic was to give the best, probably NL pitcher, his first loss with the probably the worst team in the NL. So it's uh, bad. Um, you know, we Gorman hit that home run, and then Carlson hit the three run bomb. I was like, oh my god! I was like, we're maybe we just need to face oh. the best pitcher on every team. I was <laughs> like, that's maybe that's the problem. We're not facing good enough pitching. And um, uh, Nolan hit that home run, and I had given you my tickets because I yeah. Shout out Zach gave uh, uh, gave me those tickets, and as soon as Gorman hit that home run, Dalton texted me, "We're back, (laughs) so back, and we're so back." And I was like, "Yeah." And then Carlson hit the home run. I was like, "Might be happening. Might have been the difference." Done. And then uh, yeah, I mean. Arenado hit the ball hard a couple times. Like he had a double down the line that was barely fair. Um, Goldsmith's still making hard contact. I mean, like that's the. I think that's the biggest thing is that um, guys are guys are hitting the ball hard. Besides Arenado on a on a daily basis, it feels like you know he he had a couple good games during uh, that run with the Angels. But Goldsmith's hitting the ball hard. 
Um, Gorman's hitting the ball hard. Contreras is hitting the ball hard. It just feels like every every time they do, it's right at somebody. It's it's at inopportune times. You know, two outs in the bottom of the fifth when we're down by seven already. You know, like it's it's like a little too late. And and that was like the big thing with the the game yesterday. We're recording this on Friday, May fifth. Yesterday was uh the the last game of the Angels series. Um, it was close for like those first two innings or whatever, and the Flaherty uh, derailed his own start, and it was like eleven to eleven to two going into like the fourth or something. Ten runs earned. It was bad. It was really I was, bad. I was I was there yesterday too. I ended up just buying a ticket by myself and going just because everybody because he's a psycho. Because I'm he a loves psycho. it, and I mean, you know, I have never. Just me personally, I've never heard consistent booing from the third inning all the way until I left. It was, uh, I, I saw every person, every person on Twitter was talking about how loud the boos were. It and I, I've never attended a game where there was booing. And uh, it's pretty crazy that we've gotten to this point where it's like we are voicing, vi- you know, as loud as possible, we are voicing how displeased we are with the the product at hand um but that you know we we were down 11-2 uh Edmund hit that three-run home run that was awesome brought us like 11 uh 11-5 I think and then uh Goldie hit the two-run bomb or a two-run double or something um brought it to 11-7 to and it was like the seventh or eighth inning and it's at that point it's like well great I'm glad they're coming alive now but little too late i mean we the pitching let us down again um really it was just flarity in that game uh strat did, did fine the relievers uh, came in and like held it down yeah. to you know the 11 runs that were given up but woodford didn't look terrible his first game out of the bullpen um zach what as far as what do we have to look forward to i think that's maybe where me as a fan, I, I have trouble looking into the future. Like, okay, what what is there? What what's coming up that keeps me invested? Right? What to you? What's what is keeping you invested in this team? Knowing that knowing that we are not playing great baseball right now. Well, I mean, you have to think this is only the first month, only right. the first complete month of baseball, so. I mean, yeah, it sucks being 10 and 22 right now, but you got to think there's what, four more months, five more months of baseball left. So it's true. It it is true. That, I mean, that's something to look forward to because hopefully this is just that dumb slump that we usually have at the end of July. Hopefully that's, hopefully this is what this is. And then um, hopefully Mosellock is. In the front office is just hearing what it sounds like out at St. Louis, you know, during baseball during a baseball game where there's booing and thinking, oh well, maybe the last six years they've been warning, uh, telling us to get better pitching, right? So that's maybe- that's so funny to read on Twitter too. It's like everybody across the board agrees that we all saw this coming. I mean, we talked, we, you and I talked about it extensively at the beginning of the podcast, like in the first few episodes, you know, we, we both felt that we, we took care of a need that was definitely there in Yachty being replaced, but 
the starting pitching has always been an issue. They keep saying, oh, we got six starters and, and all six of them are capable of being good starters. And nobody believed it. And now we're seeing why. So for me, I'm looking forward to Wayno getting his first start tomorrow. I think that's going to um I think that's gonna be a big hopefully a big clubhouse change of like we've got we've got somebody steering the ship again, right? You know, I not to say Nato and, and Goldie aren't good leaders, but they've had a month to get the get the team going, you know, and it just hasn't happened. So I think it's gonna be good having that veteran presence kind of locking down the starting rotation a little bit. Hopefully he's, he's obviously 41, 42, never in a million years that I think that this, that what this team needed was a, a 41 year old, uh, a 41 year old starter who, who's in his last year of his career, you know, but I, I, right now I'm willing to, to try anything. You know, if you want to call up the guy we drafted last year, you know, yeah. I, if, if you feel he's ready, if, if, if Connor, Connor Jerpy is ready to pitch in the big leagues, I, I'm willing to try anything right now. Yeah. So for me, it's like the the light at the end of the tunnel is just not there yet. Yeah. And um, something interesting I just saw on Twitter uh, like 15 minutes ago was um, I f- forgot the name of AJ. Uh, Przinsky. Yeah, I, I listened to that dude. too. Yeah. Um, but he was saying – they were kind of discussing car- the Cardinals right now and um, how and Yachty's role and Yachty's role, which I found super interesting. He was like, he was basically a GM, a manager, a player, and he was saying Matheny would come up to him and ask him what to do. Right. Like, you, I guess you don't really understand how impactful one player really kind of glues a whole forty-man, twenty-six man roster you know right you i guess you just don't understand until it leaves because for me to hear that he was a gm and a manager essentially it's the part that really stuck out to me in that was at the end he said i've played with barry bonds paul canerco um adrian beltre like all of these big name guys every single one of them he said i've never seen anybody treated the way that yadi is is treated in in a clubhouse he's like that guy he could do no wrong and i i agree with him i think now obviously seeing where we're at i it's very very obvious that yadi was a crucial factor in keeping that clubhouse engaged i don't know i'm going tonight again to because you love pain and suffering and yes. misery, I love it. Uh, I was You're living a sicko. pain and suffering yesterday. You I, are a baseball sicko. I uh, had a had a little too much fun. <laughs> yeah, we uh, that we uh, so for everybody listening, we um, we have some exciting stuff coming up. But last night, um, Zach went to the game. Uh, I went and saw the premiere of Guardians of the Galaxy three. Ten out of ten movie, great movie. Um, but. Uh, it was like the movie got out at like nine thirty. It was like a thirty minute drive home, and I was uh, in no condition to be. No, yeah, I wasn't either. I was exhausted. I, uh, that movie was uh, was draining emotionally, and I, <laughs> not to dive too deep into it. This isn't a movie uh, yeah. movie podcast. But at the end of it, we I got home. I was like, brother, 
I was like, I'm in no, I am in no shape to record right now. And I, I think Zach kind of concurred on that. So we're recording this on uh, Friday morning. Uh, I'm going to get a quick turnaround time and get this out to everybody. But we're, te we're testing out video. We have some really exciting stuff coming up in the future that we want to, we want to start integrating more video content, um, starting a YouTube channel, uh, which we'll, we will, uh, we'll post whenever we get that up and going. Um, but Right now, I think the uh, the biggest looming question as far as the Cardinals organization as a whole goes is, is there one is there one factor you can remove from the situation? Because they already tried it with Jordan Walker for whatever reason. They just tried it again with Zach Thompson for whatever reason. I, that, that move, I, I didn't understand either. They're, they're, they're already looking like the, their explanation was like, we're, we're trying to build him up for 2024 so he can be in the starting rotation. It's like, we put him in the starting rotation now. We're 35 games in the season and you're already, you're already trying to build somebody for the next year. That tells me how much Mosaic is like so out of the loop with everything. Mm -hmm. and, and I like Mosaic. I think he's a great GM. He, he gets the deals done when he needs to. He sucks at signing free agents, but you know, he's a great, great trading GM, but you know, they're trying all of these things with removing players, you know, or or plugging and playing with players. But is there one piece of the organization you think that they remove and, and replace with somebody else, whether it's Marmol, Mosaic, DeWitts, Dusty Blake? You know, like, is there, in your opinion, who do you think would be the most, uh, the, the most impactful replacement as far as, you know, plugging and playing with, with different parts in the organization. Yeah. I mean, it, that's kind of a, a, kind of a tough question because this whole coaching staff has pretty much changed in the last year. Right. Got rid of Mike Maddox, got rid of yep. Albert. Um, but I mean, you can't, as much as I want to put it on Marble, I really can't, but I also, have been reading what he's been saying about like the, for example, about the fans booing. He says, there's no one more frustrated than them. Uh, you know, the fans. Well, yeah. I mean, I hope they're frustrated. Yeah. I hope every single one of those players in the clubhouse is frustrated. Like they should be, you're playing, you're, you're not playing good baseball as a as a whole right now and yeah. you're very good baseball players and i and i can't remember the exact quote he said but whatever um about them being frustrated but goalie had came out and said like yeah the fans should be frustrated they're mm -hmm. a, a winning organization you know we this is not something we are used to right, right. um and then you know. flaherty's comments yesterday he's like yeah we fucking suck he's like yeah, i, I, I uh, yeah He's like, well, yeah, we're all they, mad. We're all they didn't frustrated. They me out because my hand was hurt. They took me out because <laughs> I suck. Yeah, yeah, I love that quote. Like what he said. I love so, that So, I mean, like, I, to answer that question, it's like, it's it's so hard. I don't know really who to put it on. Maybe maybe there was something Jeff Albert and Mike Maddox did that we just... We had no idea. Maybe they had the sauce and we just... Totally. Didn't realize. Well, Jeff Albert's in New York, and I think New York is the only team that either has the Packers. same or worse record than we do. So I don't think that was the issue. Um, I I personally, I want to preface this by saying I don't know Ali Marmol as a person. Kind of uh, back to what we talked about last week with with Randy. Um, I don't. 
I don't think he is the only problem. I mm-hmm. do think his decision making in important situations yeah, is a problem. Yeah, he yeah. brought in Ryan Helsley in the seventh inning with that game. Know, that game we went to. Yeah. Uh, who they had? They uh, well, they it was in, he brought in Helsley to they, pitch. Had Helsley. He was seven. Dyson. Yeah. For some they brought reason, in Gallegos in the ninth. I mean, yeah, we haven't seen Gallegos uh, very consecutively. But why would you throw him if you've not pitched him? Why throw him in the ninth inning? Well, and and I think that's the crux of all of it is that you're you're saving your big dogs. You know, you're saving Cabrera, Gallegos, and Helsley for for situations when we're up or when when the game is close. I, I think that's pretty evident as far as their usage goes, that they're saving them for games that matter as far as like we're we're in it, we're close, mm-hmm. we need them. Um, but I think that's kind of part of the problem is that Gallegos is going three to four games in a row without pitching because the Cardinals aren't competitive and, and, and in their right eyes there. they're not yeah, they're not they're not putting him in to to see consistent pitching. So when he is in there, he's he's being thrown into the fire in a situation against the Angels where you got to face Mike Trout. You got to face Shohei Otani. Like and he's hanging breaking balls because he's not sharp, he's not seeing game action. So I think that's part of the problem in itself that I think Marmol has a lot of control over is that he's choosing not to throw his guys unless it matters when in reality they just need innings. They need to they need consistent playing time. So bringing in Helsley in the 7th inning didn't make sense to me. I think you probably could have brought in anybody in that situation just to get out of that get out of that jam, you know, and if any of the any of the high leverage guys you could have brought in there and saved Helsley for the 8th or ninth. Because their biggest thing is they don't want Helsey doing up and downs three times a game, right? You know, so he gets up, comes in in the seventh, sits down for the bottom of the seventh, gets up in the eighth, sits down in the eighth, gets up in the ninth. They don't want him doing that too many times because that's they're, they're concerned with health and injuries and whatnot. I get that. But in a situation where the game matters so much, just in a sense of like, if we win that game right there, that changes the mo- the momentum of every every other game from that point forward. We beat Shohei Otani, the best pitcher in the in the American League by every metric. One, Mike Trout, the one of the greatest baseball players of all time. We beat a team we probably shouldn't have had, you know, a, a success against. That was such a pivotal and important game that I think I that's what would have turned the season around. If yeah. you would have won at least, if you would I'd like won to think so. I, you know, you never know. But and then, and then you go into the series playing the the Tigers. Um, like I the Tigers I mean, are hot right now. I mean, I like know, we. I don't know what to expect anymore. They just beat they just beat Scherzer and and Verlander. Yeah, like swept them. Yeah. So swept. to me, it's I. The players obviously play the game. The manager puts them in the situations to be successful. The GM employs all of them and the owner decides where they spend their money. I I think everybody has a hand in the lack of success right now. I think from the top down. I think the players aren't performing well. The manager's not putting them in situations to perform well. The GM is ignoring every bit of common sense to put the right players in the right positions, whether it's Matthew Liberatore, Jordan Walker, Juan Yepes, Luke and Baker, 
you know, guys that are performing well that probably should get a shot. They're not they're not making the moves to put them in the right position. And then the the owners didn't spend money in the offseason and and are expecting the starting pitching to be successful when we all know they're not no nobody in that rotation is any more than a, a three or four guy in any other rotation. So I think the blame can be spread basically anywhere you want to give it. So pretty evenly. Yeah. And I mean, the only person that we did sign was Wilson Contreras. Contreras for five years. And, that was- and he's been good. Like, you know, he's, he's got a, an OPS over 750. His war is not negative. You know, he, I, by every means, like he, he is who they said he was, you know, he's, he's performed to the extent that we're expecting of him. So, you know, he, that was a good signing, but I don't know. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to give excuses for a team that so very much Talented. doesn't, doesn't need them. You know, I we're in a position where the team itself is very talented and very, very good ball players, and from you know the, the majors to the minors, and guys that could be in positions to perform and and help the team. But if the team is not willing to test that theory, then we're just going to keep spinning our wheels. You know, I I in which sucks. I hate losing more than anything. Yeah. Um, hopefully going tonight, maybe the, uh, fanny pack will kind of help with the, yeah, I, the giveaway fanny pack. Maybe that'll give, give, give them all away. Did that, was there a, was there a promotion yesterday with May the 4th? They usually are like super big on like the Star Wars stuff. That's not until June. Dang. I saw, I saw a bunch of those, uh, Star Wars jerseys on Wednesday. But I didn't know if they were doing a giveaway. That's crazy. They usually they usually do a, a giveaway for May the fourth. Tonight's or Cinco de Mayo. You said they're giving away a fanny pack. Fanny packs. I see the correlation between fanny packs and Cinco de Mayo. So it's. Yeah, I like a good fanny pack. I love a good fanny pack. They're they're useful. Very mobile. So as far as uh, positives go. The Cardinals announced their Hall of Fame class for this year. Zach, you got you have the list of Hall of Famers. Why don't you go down the list? Uh, we have Mr. David Freeze. Who, who, who? I, if I remember correctly, I had him in my top three at the beginning of this year as potential Cardinals Hall of Famers. So, not to say I, not to say that the Cardinals are listening, but the proof is in the pudding. Mr. David Freeze. Shout out David Freeze. Um, then next we have Mr. Max Lehner, who who's a pitcher from. Yeah, I think he was a legacy, uh, like a, a legacy statistic uh, inclusion. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't too familiar with him. And then you have uh, Mr. Secret Jose Arquindo. The secret weapon. The secret weapon. All nine. He was the uh, organizational. He was the organizational vote in. Uh, so, so they, they, every year they do, um, a fan vote, an organizational vote, like a committee vote, and then a, uh, a legacy vote based on a, a different committee or something. So yeah, they revealed that, I think the night we went Wednesday, yep, Wednesday. Yeah. Yep. I loved, uh, Jose Okendo is a great coach. That's one guy. I, I thought the Cardinals would take base. a, I thought they would take a flyer on him whenever they fired Schilt. I thought he was next in line. I thought Okendo should should I, be a major league 
manager by now. Yeah, so he actually uh he was offered it, I think, from what I heard, and he said he didn't want to he didn't want to he didn't want to manage for, <laughs> he didn't want to manage the um the big leaguers. Thing, but I think he does stuff with West Palm now or I think some, he's I, he might be like an overall coordinator for yeah. instruction in the minors. I think yeah. he's uh I think he's big in the instructional side in the minor league. So mm-hmm. shout out those three guys. Shout out David Freeze, Jose Okendo, and here. what was the what was the last guy's name? Max Lehner. Max Lehner. Shout Lainer. out Lainer. those guys. You are a Cardinals Hall of Famer. Nice red jacket. Get that red jacket. David Freeze definitely deserves it. Hometown hero. Yeah, I like saying how's that Kindle with them too. Uh, Zach, drop our socials. What's uh, our Instagram? Instagram will be Bush League Official underscore. Bush League Official underscore. Our Twitter is Bush underscore League Pod. And our email is Bush League Cards Pod at gmail.com. Once again, that's Bush League Cards Pod at gmail.com. I'm going to look at it real quick. Um, I haven't seen any... Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any um, emails coming through. Have you checked it lately? I've not seen any. Okay, let me double check real quick. Um, let's see. I'm not seeing anything right now. Um, so, yeah. Everybody, uh, everybody listening and watching, if you want to send us questions, we love answering questions. Uh, we love talking Cardinals baseball, even at its darkest and, and worst times. We, we do enjoy talking about it. Um, hopefully it gets better. I, I think it will. Is there I, next Zach couple said, series we got going on? We got yeah, let's, yeah, let's, uh, let's look at this upcoming schedule here uh, for the regular season. So Tigers, we have you got the Cubbies, three games the with the Tigers in town. Yep, we'll go to Chicago. That's a that I'm really looking forward to this upcoming series with the Cubs in Chicago. Wilson Contreras' first series back in Chicago. That might be a fun road trip to do. Oh, that's going to be a good road trip. Cubs and Red Sox, two of the most uh, famous parks in all of Major League Baseball, back to back. Um, I think. Zach, drop me with uh, what's your prediction? If you had, if you these next series or what? Look into your crystal ball. Cardinals have uh, three against the Tigers, three against the Cubs, and we'll record on Thursday, so we'll we'll hold off on the Red Sox. If you want to dive into the Red Sox too, you're more than welcome um, to. But we'll just do we'll do the Detroit Chicago series um, tonight. We have. Uh, who? Yeah, Jordan Montgomery's going tonight. That'd be a good one. Monty. Um, I say we'd win tonight. I like that. Get back on track. Three to one. Three to one. You, know. you said three to one. Yep, three to one. Okay. All right. I'm right. I'm writing all of these down. I want <laughs> to. Let's see. Nostra. Nostra Zach. This right here. Adam Wainwright goes on Saturday. Wayno. Right. I think. Yep. 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 And terrible. Um, we're going to go. I think that's going to be a high scoring game. Yeah. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be like a nine to six game, but I think we'll win that one. Okay. Wayne knows first game back. His first one. He needs what? Five more for 200 wins. I think so. 
Yep, I think so. so. You need Fulmer after that. Sunday's game, it's a 315 game. We have Steven Matz. I'm going to put an L on that one. Yeah, I'm okay with putting an L on that one. I think uh, I, I think everybody uh, kind of agrees that. I think I think after Sunday, Matthew Lovatore gets called up the next day. I, I agree with you. And and Zach, what? that's a good, good jumping point here. Um, Steven Matz, Goes as far him. as what you see as for his future, obviously we signed him to this long-term contract where he's getting paid a lot of money. I, you pay that money for starters, right? You don't, you don't give 11 million a year for a middle reliever. So in your mind, do you feel it's more beneficial for the Cardinals to just cut ties and DFA him, let someone else deal with him, pay the contract, sunken costs, move on? Or do you think a natural progression of middle reliever, long reliever, send him down to the minor leagues? Like what what is what is the roadmap to getting Steven Matz back on track? Well, do you well, I guess do you think it's a shoulder problem still? That he has. I think it's a confidence problem. Personally, he he's came out and said that he doesn't feel comfortable throwing his curveball right now. So uh, that's that's concerning to me. Yeah. So if, if that's the case, I would um bring bring Lib up, send probably Matt's down to Double A, um have him do like two. It's not it's not really a rehab starts. They're more or just confidence starts, I guess. Um. I w- yeah, I'm so- curious if they could if they could find maybe not I know this is like a it's probably an unwritten rule in baseball of like there's guys that go on the the injured list that aren't actually injured they're just struggling with well, something. Well, you can say about um, was it Flaherty? We were yeah, like this, mm-hmm. or Hicks. We were talking about how he just somehow gets injured and sends gets sent down. To well, the- I mean, Daniel Bard of the Colorado Rockies was on the injured list for like three weeks at the beginning of the season because of mental health stuff. So, I mean, if it's as simple as a, a, you know, a diagnosis from a doctor that, you know, their mental health isn't great, I'd say they could probably say whatever they need to say, like, you know, start, throw mats on for mental health or whatever it is, you know, whatever's got to get him right and allows him to go rehab in double A or triple A or whatever to get some confidence back in his pitching. I'm all about it. You know, if it's going to get him back on track, I, and that's the thing is I don't want to cut ties with someone like Steven Matz because I do think he has that Sometimes. ability to be a good pitcher, maybe not a, an ace by any means. But, you know, I, I think if uh, if he ended the season with a four ERA and, you know, a one one point three, one point four whip, I think that would be OK. I think Cardinals fans would be OK with that. I would personally. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know. I think. Yeah, I I don't know if it's an injury thing. I don't know if he's not feeling great, but I, I know it's a lack of confidence right now. So whatever he's got to do to build that confidence, man, we we need it. We need it bad. The whole rotation needs it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should stick the whole rotation on a mental health yeah, break. Triple yeah, send them down. Bring up Liberator and Thompson Connor and Thomas, yeah. Tink Hens, Connor Thomas. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Hey, it, it can't get any probably, worse. It, it can't get any worse. Probably put a lot of teams uneasy. Right. Switch it up a little bit. I think um I I think there's quite a few guys in AAA right now that could see some 
some big league time very soon if if we don't get if we don't steer the ship back on. That'd be tough. So that's something to look out for. So Matt's on Sunday. Uh, we're we're probably probably losing that one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's still gonna be a close one. Well, also tonight. If they win the opener, that'll be their first opener. They oh, yeah, true. They're zero and nine or ten. That's opening, true. Opening. Uh, let me look at the uh, let me look at the lines right now uh, as far as gambling goes. In favor of. That's what I'm saying. Like if it's a if it's a plus sign on this uh, if it's a plus sign Good on this it. money line. The money line. Parlay. I might, I might have to uh, I might have to throw some money down on it. Let me see. The line for the Cardinals Tigers game this evening is the Cardinals are minus two twenty to win tonight mm. against the Tigers, so they are favored pretty heavily against the Tigers. So sounds like the sports book uh, is expecting their first their first uh, opening win. So I hope it happens. I think it will. I think that three to one score is going to be pretty accurate i think it's gonna be a low scoring affair then um, we've got the cubs in chicago uh, are there probables for that right that now disgusting stadium that nasty wrigley i hate that stadium and the gum's not even good wrigley gum's not no, even that good loses flavor. overrated not good if it was like if it was like bubblicious field maybe maybe i would maybe i could get on board but just Wrigley dull. It's gross. Do they have probable starters for for that game on Monday? Um, no, it's all TBD. It looks like. I'm trying to think how that. Michaelis so starts on. Michaelis will start Monday. Yeah. Sure. So so it'll probably go Michaelis on Monday. Um, and then Flaherty on. Yeah, if Flaherty, if Flaherty's good to go, he'll probably be Tuesday, and then I, I guess naturally Monty would probably be your uh, your game three starter. So, um, I like I like the uh, I, I like how it's shaping up. You know, as far as um, we're hitting a good point in the schedule, I think because we we play the Tigers and Cubs. Red Sox are a little hot right now. Brewers are cold. Uh, we gave the Dodgers a pretty good series. Which- all my Dodgers fans, I was texting them. I was like, man, we were terrible. And they're like, yeah, you, that was a fluke series that we won. I'm like, yeah. Neither team, neither team really looks uh, good right now. The Dodgers don't. I think the Dodgers are like 500 team right now. I think, uh, you know, the Cubs uh, haven't been great month, either. So The rest of this month, it should be, we should be over 500. I like that. Well, let me let me count games here. So that's 6, 9, 12, uh, 16, 23, 25 games left this month. We right now as we sit, we are 10 and 22. So out of how many games did I just say? 25? 25 games this month? You got to win. So I think for us to realistically give the central a shot out of these 25 games, I think we need to go like 17 and 8. I think that would I think that would right the ship. That would put us at 27 and 30. Not even a winning record, but it at least gives us a little bit of hope that we can 
we can keep on that momentum because I saw a tweet uh, this morning about the Washington Nationals when they won the World Series in 19. They started the season like, I don't know, 13 and 29 or something like that and then ended up winning the World Series. But every other team that started 13 and 29 or whatever the, the record was ended up with a losing record except for the Washington Nationals. So I don't like... I don't like the statistics on that. The probability isn't isn't very high, but you know, crazier things have happened. The Cardinals won the World Series with 83 wins in 2006, so it's possible. It's very possible. Do you think this is the make or break month? Uh, yes, I do. I I think this is the make or break make or break run of games, just because. I think if you're not at 500, I think this is. I at least close to it. Like I said, 27 and 30 at the end of May doesn't doesn't excite me a lot, but compared to 10 and 22 now, I, it looks pretty good to me. I think um one thing that I think everybody can agree on is that we as Cardinals fans expect perfection and we very rarely get it, but as close to it as possible is is always great. Um I think the Cardinals, the players themselves realize they're not performing at 100%. I think that to get back on track, like this is this is when we start to panic, right? You know, the first month of the season we can write off as the first month. It's, you know, they're still getting they're still getting their stride. They're still get, catching a momentum rhythm whatever it is. Now we're we're in month 2 of 6. So our season's 33% done at the end of this month. So for us to for us to realistically be competitive, I think we need to kick it into gear. And if we don't this month, June and July is going to be tough, tough, because our schedule doesn't get any easier. And with Goldie being a free agent next year, um, O'Neal, Flaherty, Hicks, a lot of these guys going into free agency this year, you start to wonder, do the Cardinals become sellers at the trade deadline? What kind of package can you get for Paul Goldschmidt right now? If you know? Paul Goldschmidt got traded. That would it would ruin the city. St. It would Lewis. ruin the fandom of St. Louis if St. Paul Lewis Goldschmidt got traded. Fire. It would. It would, but at the same time, you need pitching. Realistically, like it, well, I don't think that solves the pitching problem if, unless we get like four top ten well, prospects yeah, for well, it. But that's what, but the the thought does start to creep in a little bit of like, okay, if it's not this season, what are our chances next year if we have this same team, right? If the the thought has to come into mind of, okay, if Mosaic's just as good at acquiring, let's see what he does when he sends people out and acquires prospects. Not saying that we should do that, but if we're if we're at the end of May and it's uh you know twenty two and and thirty seven. It it's not not a winning season. You can almost guarantee it's going to be virtually impossible to win the central. Maybe you look into the future. You do look you do look into twenty twenty four and beyond. Of like, okay, Goldschmidt's not getting any younger. Maybe maybe we test the water. So I hope it doesn't get to that point. But it, it would not surprise me if Mosaic has had that thought in the last month. Yeah, important. Poor Nolan Arenado opted back in. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't uh, I don't think he regrets it just because I think he does I love being just, here, but I think he's, he's probably just as frustrated as yeah. anybody else. Yes. If I not more. He's probably the leader in the clubhouse for for frustration right now. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Yeah. So that really um that really does it. Um Zach, any final thoughts? Any 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 nuggets you want to drop on us as far as uh Maybe some some uh, cardinal bird facts. I don't have any cardinal bird facts. No, not today. Not I, today. No, not today. Um, do we want to? Well, let's tease. Yeah, let's tease. So uh, on Monday we have an interview uh, with with a Cardinals prospect, um, very good friend of mine, and uh, we're really excited to have him on. So be on the lookout for that. We'll we'll drop the the podcast on the same day next week, but we're recording the interview on Monday. We'll do our normal recap on Wednesday, Thursday. Um, I'm actually going to be out of town Friday to Sunday of next week. I'm going on my bachelor party in Denver, so I will be out of pocket, but I'll make sure that um, I'll make sure we have everything tidied up and, and ready to drop on Friday. But we do have an interview on Monday, and that will drop on Friday. So be on the lookout for that. I think it's good. We're gonna we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get some inside knowledge of what's going on in the Cardinals organization and get to know some of the prospects better. Hopefully, uh, this leads to to many other potential guests and and really starts to build some notoriety on on our end to um, you know be be in this this realm for a while. Yeah, I think I can speak for myself, but I think I can speak for both of us when I say we love doing this. So the more people that listen, the more people that share our, our content, uh, the more content we produce for you, the better for everybody. So we're just trying to provide a rock solid product. And I think this interview on Monday is going to be awesome. So very excited for that. Stay tuned to find out who is going to be on the podcast next Friday. But other than that, Zach, anything else? Nope. Mind's clear, heart's full. We're out of here. <laughs>